What up, everybody? Welcome back. Today, I got my man CJ, otherwise known as Cedric Williams, or maybe that's backwards. But we talk about his top five while he was working. He started as a porter, got up to be a busser and a damn good one. He talks about the most money he's ever made, how to date if you're dating in the industry, especially dating coworkers. That was a big no-no for him. More importantly, we talk about our favorite guests and what it's like to make money on the buster line versus not making any money, what the buster line is, how you get money in this whole thing. It's really good. Another long one. I just had so much fun listening to my man just spit game. So sit back. I hope you all enjoy. And as always, share this with somebody if you liked it. You know the drill. All right, I'm done. Cedric Williams, thanks for jumping on the podcast, man. Hello, hello. How are you, sir? You know, I'm living. Uh, I'm living a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who. I don't know if it's mine, but I'm living a dream. That's for sure. But man, <laughs> sometimes it's a nightmare out here, but but it's we still blessed. It's all good. Yeah, I love to hear it. Okay, so uh, backstory on how we know each other. Cedric and I used to work at Market marquee together oh yeah dang man and when we when you started there um you you were a porter right uh yeah i started as a porter and then uh moved up to buster the next year yeah that was that didn't last long (laughs) yeah they moved me up (laughs) but you might be the first person that was that was a porter on the podcast really yeah. All right, we're going to remember this in history. I am the Ray J to the Breakfast Club to uh, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I hit it. I hit it. Amen. Um, for the people listening, can you explain what the difference is between a busser and a porter? All right. So for me... A porter does a lot of the grimy, super dirty work. A busser has to work with specific tables. So porters will pick up trash, clean up, throw up, do supply runs, uh, get completely ignored as cocktail servers bump into you and walk past you and pretend not to know your name. Um (laughs) That happens to everybody, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, actually, you're right. You're right. I've had a couple of servers as a busser who, as well, who forgot my name. But a uh, busser works with a specific section. Um, you deal directly with customers. You don't a porter. The one thing that that especially some of the introvert porters, like I was myself, uh, respect is as a porter, you do have to do a lot of dirty work, but you get to completely ignore people. <laughs> so. You get to go do your job. Yeah, you get to move around, ignore people, pretend, you know, put your shades on and just walk through crowds, cleaning up all the BS that goes on. Uh, Buster, you do have to deal directly with, you have to keep your section happy. You got to keep your server happy. That's the best way for you to make money, pretty much. Boom. It's a thankless, that's, that's thankless job right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, not not everybody was getting promoted like that um, when I started. And, like, 
I think it took longer for most people than it did for you to just, I mean, it was easy to see that you could do all of the jobs, but um, was that something that you wanted to do? Did you know that you were going to make that jump or are you just trying to get into the industry? Um, you know, what's crazy. <laughs> and this is everything. This, yeah, everything. But this is so bad. <laughs> when, when I first auditioned, um, I wasn't even planning on working in the industry. I was working at a zip line at the Rio um, and I was also working at FedEx Express. And my, one of my boys uh, hit me up and was like, oh, yeah, I'm about to go to auditions. You should come with me, blah, blah, blah. And I was always in shape. I always worked out. And he knew that. And he was like, yeah, you're in good shape. You're a good looking guy. You should come work in the industry. They make plenty of money. Now, me personally, I've never been a club guy. So I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. So then we both went to the audition uh, for Marquee. And mm -hmm. I went to the one at the Wynn. I went to the one at the Marquee. I went to a few other ones. And I got it, but he didn't. And I'm not going to lie. I think that caused a rift in our relationship. I felt terrible. Uh, later, I did end up getting him in at Marquee. He was one of my uh, employee references. And literally, my manager at the time called me. and was like, how is this guy? His, his interview was OK, but I just want to know directly from you because I trust your opinion. How is he? How's his work ethic? Things like that. So I ended up at least recovering from that situation and helping him get in. He later got fired for something <laughs> stupid, but nonetheless, it, I, I helped him get in, but that's how I got into the industry. And when I first came in, I had no idea what to expect. So uh, my industry was literally somebody else telling me, Hey, you should come to auditions. And then I finally went to auditions and got in. Hmm. Um, how old are you? Or how old were you when you started? When I started, I was 23. And now I am oh, word. That's 29. Like around the time I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was mad young. Young pup. Yes, I'm glad I started younger than later, though. Because I feel like uh, working in the industry ages you more years than you actually spend on this earth. <laughs> yeah it's like magnified well i feel like yeah working in vegas is like that where yeah especially in the sun Ooh. yes no the sun made things 10 times worse because people are drunk and acting crazy and you're like please don't kill anyone today <laughs> like, especially 115 degree weather your manager's yelling at you you got your ice melting people are dumping your bucket of ice like you're just annoyed and the the heat makes it 10 times worse <clears throat> yeah man that's interesting you said you got did you get uh, a referral bonus or anything uh yeah i got a referral bonus for him and for uh another employee who who got hired there that started at porter and then went to to barback uh and then went to, yeah, started at Porter, went to Bottle Runner, and then went to Barback. So I got two nice little extra couple hundred dollars on my check, which was nice. You know what? I didn't get shit. <laughs> Who'd you refer? What? Like six people. Oh, oh, man. See, they got to put your name on the application. I told them. Listen, when you go a lot apply, of They did. Oh, oh, yeah, they they did you wrong. You got to holler at HR. 
Yeah, man. Like at least, at least five busters. Oh man. Yeah, nah, that's cold. Uh, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me from inside to outside to Tau Beach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Marquee, day club. I can think of one, two, three, and then uh nightclub one, Tau Beach one or two, and I think I even got like a waitress. Oh, recommendation man. oh they yeah, gave no, me they, no chips hey listen i was uh i, I was on hr <laughs> so i called i called as soon as they hit their what is it nine or three months i called mm-hmm. hr and i was like yo i just wanted to make sure i'm getting paid for this person and this person because they survived the three months uh can i get my check and then they were like yeah we'll uh make sure to put it on your your next check, you'll receive a separate check for it or whatever. First, I went to my manager, then I went to HR. I just wanted to make sure I was getting paid for uh, these referrals. How much was it? Um, I think it's like a hundred a person. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Something I mean, nice. I'm still missing out on money, but at the same time, I think I, I made a swap to work daytime only instead of. Uh, I just didn't complain after I was only working during the day. <laughs> Yo, that... I didn't want anybody to talk to me. Now, listen, if all right, I probably would have lasted longer in the industry if I could only work daytime because Marquis, to be honest, five day shifts for me was worth one night shift. I absolutely hated night shift. I didn't want to work it. I used to always try to trade those shifts away. And to be honest, my last year when I knew I was quitting, I would call out. And be like, I don't care. Tonight could be the night you fire me. I don't care. I'm not working night shift. The energy is just way different on night shift. People are a lot more rude. People get a lot more arrogant on night shift. I don't know what it is between the shift, but night shift is 10 times worse than day shift. You ain't got to tell me, man. I just, I don't know how I figured it out, but I found a way to not have to do that anymore. And then I kind of just like faded to black. So hopefully they didn't like question me anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's always nice. You'll have to forgive the sound in the background. These morons decide to do landscaping at all hours of every day. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, what's pools, man? What surprised me? Um, I guess the 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 amount of money we made for sure surprised me. When I first, I didn't realize that it was that good of an industry if you want to make some quick money. Um, mm-hmm. But it definitely, when I first got my, I think my first big side tip was like 500 bucks. And I was working with um, one of the, the cooler servers. And I was shocked by that. I was like, oh, okay. This is this is nice. This isn't bad. Their server. Um, I could say her name. She's cool. Brie O'Neill. She was one of oh, yeah. my first. Yeah, Brie O'Neill is dope. Shout out to her and her husband. I know she's, she's married. Follow- yeah, exactly. I still got her on social media. She was one of the cooler people that I've met in the industry. She's very dope. Um, now I still remember that because that was my first time getting like a $500 tip. And I was like super excited about it. And I was like, yo, this is amazing. But um, yeah, the money, the money was the one thing that, that surprised me. I was like, okay, this is worth it. Cause you're miserable 
for most of your tips. And then we have our first day of tips and you're like, all right, all right, I, I see where this is. I, I'm good. <laughs> and, and you know, the crazy thing, I was working at the zip line at the Rio and this is story time. I was working at the zip line at the Rio. It was miserable. It was one of the worst jobs I ever had. Like I've always been in, in I overachieve at any job that I'm at. I, that's just how I am. That's my nature. Because I feel like you work for yourself and your reputation more than you work for the company. I never want anybody to be able to say that I'm lazy or I don't work hard or whatever it is. And nobody ever has because I'm not that person. Like once you challenge me, then it's on. Like you're going to have to be on top of your stuff. But I was at, I was working at the zip line at the Rio and we, we were a part of the group that opened it. And so they, the, the management was terrible. They were very disrespectful. They were very, they, they weren't, they didn't motivate us that much because it was miserable. They talked down to us. They talked to us like we were less than human. And so then one day, <laughs> I think I had just, I, I got the job at Marquee while I was working at the zip line. And I was also working at FedEx. So I was working three jobs at the time. One day I just came in and I was annoyed and I had had enough, and I had just gotten my tips from Marquee, and this was when I was a porter, and it was like $900. That same day, during my lunch break at the zip line, I walked out, and then I texted the, the manager that was on duty. I said, I'm not coming back from my break, and he was, I was like, you're going to have to, you're going to have to find somebody to cover my shift, and then he was like, what? You could lose your job like this? I was like, well, that's pretty much what I'm saying to you. I quit, and then so... I just didn't come back from my break. And he ended up having to work my position because because uh, I left. And then the next day, he <laughs> hits me up, one of the other managers, like, hey, uh, are you coming in today? And I was like, no. Like, <laughs> what do you mean am I coming in today? And I send a long text message like, you guys are extremely disrespectful. You need to treat your employees better. I'm not coming back because I have another job. And then that was that. But that's how my industry yeah. I'm like that. Like I'm like in the workplace. That's why now being a manager, I don't treat anybody bad. I don't talk to anybody any different than I would talk to a CEO of a company. Like because I've been through that and I, I can't stand it. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of the things I've, I've seen some of the owners of these clubs speak to the GMs in ways that I couldn't. I'm like, what? Do you know what this man is doing to keep this place afloat and keep everybody happy just so you could get an iced tea? Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things that I hated was, and luckily I don't work in the industry anymore, so it doesn't matter. But <laughs> one of the things <laughs> I hated is when certain owners come in and order whatever, get whatever, drink up all the alcohol, blah, blah, blah. But then they're disrespectful at the same time. It's like, we're weird. And I understand the the pressures of being those GMs was why I have a lot more respect for them because, man, when you're trying your hardest to, because it's chaos that we're creating, you're trying to control chaos and you have somebody standing over your shoulder yelling at you and berating you. It's just one of those things like it's you have to be of a sound mind in order to deal with those situations, because there's been plenty of times where me as a busser, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something very crazy 
and I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> like I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna today's my day. Somebody, yeah, exactly. Like today's my day. I was waiting on this day. Here it is. Let's make it epic. But you kind of have to. You have to be of a sound mind in order to work in the industry. That's for sure. And to manage in the industry because they are grossly underpaid. Uh, from my experience and from my and from my knowledge, they are grossly underpaid. To manage an industry, you have to be of sound mind. You definitely do. You have to be at peace with yourself. Otherwise, you might lose it. <laughs> um, are you from Vegas? Uh, yes, I am. I was born Watertown, New York, but uh, I was a military baby. So my, most of my family is from Vegas. I moved back when I was like three. So it doesn't really oh, count. Okay. So, yeah, I'm from Vegas. Wow. Never wanted to leave, huh? No, man. A lot of people talk crazy about vegas but i like vegas like it's it's cheaper it's i like the warm weather even though it gets a little too hot yeah it was cheaper now the prices (laughs) are about to shoot through the roof with the sports team and all that stuff coming but i i like vegas i i never really had an issue with it i used to live on the outskirts of town also so i was never around all the craziness but I, I like Vegas. I like the market, the housing market. I liked all of that. That would be my goal to make it back there after I'm done with my contract in California. How you liking California right now? Uh, Cali's cool. The weather, the weather's amazing. <laughs> so I can't complain. Duh. And I'm in Rancho Cucamonga, so it's like a nice area. It's pretty chill. So all I ever, yeah. but I don't have family or anything like that out here. So all I do is go to work, come home. We're in a global pandemic, so I can't go to the gym. I got to wear a mask everywhere I go. So, and you know, it's crazy. I'm starting to feel different now because I walked out of the house without my mask on. And I started freaking out. I was like, oh my God, I forgot my mask. And like a year ago, I couldn't imagine walking out of the house with a mask on. Yeah, right. Uh, full disclosure. Cedric is black. <laughs> Facts. Ima- Let him know. Imagine coming out with a mask on uh, last year. <laughs> exactly. Imagine if we were wearing masks. Store. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, or to, yeah. to withdraw some money from the bank. With yeah, exactly. On. Imagine walking into the corner store with a full mask covering your face right now. But now you can't get into the corner store without wearing a mask. Shit is crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's wild, especially being black, which is, yeah, no, I wouldn't dare, I would never wear a mask into a corner store or or anywhere or driving a year ago. That just would not happen, especially being black. I know I'm getting pulled over and something bad might happen. <laughs> Even, I feel like, well, you wouldn't know because you haven't lived anywhere else, but Vegas is pretty diverse. Vegas is. Vegas is. That's why I've always respected it, too, and I appreciate it, because Vegas is, of course, a lot of people don't know this, but in the 90s, we went through police reform. And this is when I was a child, so I had to do my research on this. But we went through police reform, which is why I wish a lot of other places would do the same, but that's another topic for another day. And I never had to really deal with... I mean, I've dealt with some stuff, but nonetheless... I feel like uh, Vegas has been very diverse and there's I my my friends are multi raced like I, everybody that I interact with is multi raced and it's it's been pretty good to me. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the club, is there a lot of turnover? Yes. The club, um, Marquee was probably one of the better ones, especially from what I heard from like cocktail servers that came from other clubs or bussers or bartenders that came from other clubs. Marquee was very like family, and that's why I appreciated it. I felt like I'm really glad that I got Marquee versus any other club because even when pool season's over, they keep half of us there to work nightclub, which <laughs> I hate nightclub, but nonetheless, they it, it wasn't nightclub. Their staff was there for years. Like a lot of them have been there for five or more years versus yeah. and day club. A lot of us were there for a very long time until we decided to leave um, re, to today. It's a little different uh, today. There's, and which I've heard because I quit uh, last season. I quit at the end of last season. Today, a lot of veteran girls have been let go. Things are a lot different now. So the turnover is kind of crazy. So it's like you you should use the industry for what it's there for, which is to make some money, save some money, and then get out as quickly as you can, as soon as you see an opportunity to. That's good advice. Yeah, man. Um, are you still cool with everybody? Um, yeah, I feel like I left on a good note. I I didn't sleep with anybody. <laughs> that's what. That's oh, what. Wow. Yeah, that's what the main was. If we go, if we gonna get to it, we gonna get to it. I didn't smash any of the cocktail servers. None of my coworkers. That did not happen. I am clean out here. I did flirt or That's whatever. That's why they all love yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I was, to be honest, of course we work around a million attractive girls. There's, like, you see the, the girl on Instagram, she works at your job next to you. Like, so, so, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I've seen a million attractive girls. There's barely any unattractive girls in the industry. But for me, I was always so motivated on, my future as far as my career goes, I was like, it's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it. I can't have sex with this girl. And most of them, I don't know, I was scared of because I thought that they were probably crazy. <laughs> I thought I thought they were crazy, legit crazy, because you see these ex- dudes coming in, buying them bracelets and taking them out to dinner and all and buying a, a $100 bottle of champagne for $50,000, like, I'm like, no, they're spoiled. They're probably psychotic and crazy. I don't want that on my spirit. So uh, (laughs) that's that's just how it was. I was like, I stayed away from any antics with the girls. I would flirt a little bit here and there, but that was it. Uh, Other than that, (laughs) keep keep that. Yeah, exactly. There was we worked with very very attractive women. Some of the most attractive women I've met in my life, but. My mind was always terrified, like, yo, no, she's crazy. She is Looney Tunes. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> That's probably safe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Because I and, the, and then I pay attention. I'm somebody that watches and pays attention to what happens to other people. So <laughs> when I saw a lot of the times whenever two people start dating within the industry, especially at the same club, one of them isn't going to be there in a year. One of them moves on, and it's not like their relationship isn't successful, but it's like 
one of them isn't going to be there. And I was like, I know I'm staying. So at least for the time being. So let me go ahead and keep my hands clean, keep my nose clean. But I do appreciate because the industry has created a lot of successful relationships, which which I always am happy to see because it destroys the stereotype that we all see. But nonetheless, CJ kept his hands clean for the most part. <laughs> he said mostly for the most part. Mostly, mostly for the most part. I never slept with anybody I worked with. Let's put it that way. What about people from other club industries? Uh, that's a different story. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, if, if, if you didn't work with me, I guess it's fair game. It's like, all right, cool. But even You're then, still I, human. Yeah, exactly. I'm human. Of course, I'm going to interact. Things happen. But I feel like a lot of times I always had a girlfriend while I was in the industry. Like it was always, I ended up in relationships. Like it was never planned. Like sometimes you just start dating a girl, talking to her. And then uh, a couple of days later, y'all in a relationship. And I didn't even know, like, but she's like, well, we've only been sleeping with each other. So we're together now. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. cool. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Nice. I'm gonna go ahead and head into work now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But um no industry girls always always threw me off because I it's like you know, whenever you're a guy on the outside looking in or you're working with these girls, you know what the expectations are. They want they're very high well, not all of them, but a lot of them are very high maintenance. A lot of them are are very spoiled and you're like i don't want to deal with that like for me it just was not worth it the girls that are in the industry i love them all a lot of them are very very dope women a lot of them are very cool but for me i was like listen man i don't want these problems (laughs) i don't want these problems Especially when uh, they know they got it, when they know they got it, and then you like, like, let's say I say no or something like that, and then they try to do some, try to make you jealous or try to do something foul to you. I'm like, nah, I'm good. No, thank you. My whore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, now let's get into some of the stories about working. Yes. Yes. I need some good stories, man. Tell me something exciting or something embarrassing or a good day that you had there at, at, in the industry. Man. Okay. So exciting. <laughs> the people used to have sex all the time at work. That's for sure. Which is crazy. The people we work uh, with. <laughs> no, not the people we work with. Well, mm. well, man, <laughs> there was a couple of those, but, uh, the customers, the customers had to be high off of something because I remember they were sitting next to this bush one time, uh, and this guy is just sucking on this lady's titties right in the bush area. I was like, okay, cool. And I, me personally, I don't want to even be involved. So whenever something would happen, I would just walk away <laughs> and I didn't see it. But he's definitely sucking on this lady's breast. I've seen people have sex in the hot tubs. And they act like we can't see them. And it's because they're trashed out of their mind. Um, I've seen people have sex in the pool. We found, we've we come in to open during an opening shift for day club. Found condoms on the floor. Like all kinds of stuff like that. 
as far as few coworkers, I know some coworkers who have gotten head in the car during their shift, like going downstairs, met a girl, and they, what? you know, did what they had to do and then came back up. Yeah. And things that I, that that I was, that. man, listen, <laughs> man, listen. Um, I know. Oh, no, no, no. You were there. Oh, you were there. Yeah, you were there. I can't say who. I can't say who, but there was definitely somebody who got hit in the car and came back up to work. And this because women are very aggressive. And a lot of the times you're like, as men, we're hunters. So it's not, we're not used (laughs) to being hunted like that. And women are just like, I'll do X, Y, and Z to you. And you're kind of like, oh, okay. You know? Today? Yeah, exactly. But there's been plenty of plenty of girls who've asked for kisses or asked for certain stuff where I'm like, listen, man, you, I am not about to get fired because of you. But I've 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 partaken. I've kissed a customer or two. Uh but it wasn't like, you know, super sexual. It was kind of like, all right, she's cute. It's cool, I guess. And then there was a pack, and then that was it. We moved on. But um, oh, the, the hallways. Days. Yeah, exactly. There's a there's a couple of security guards who done some freaky stuff in some of the hallways at Marquee, and a couple of uh, busters who've done some things in the hallways. But it doesn't, you know, we don't need to say no names. But those those were some exciting situations that I've heard Man, about. Where was I for all this? Man, listen. You got to keep your ears to the streets. But uh but it was it was it was dope. It's it's one of those things where it's like now reflecting back on it, it was one of the most fun times of my life. It was it was amazing. There's so many stories, so much craziness. I'm like, man. What's the most but, you ever made in a day? Ooh, that's a good one. Um what was it? Including I Buster Line and and uh Buster Line and which is our side tips for those who don't know, but Buster Line and uh the whack probably like twenty five hundred in the Damn. day. And yeah, that was working with was that Chrissy? It might have been Chrissy, to be honest. Yeah, well, no, and I know she's an, she's she's an alumni yeah, of the show. She's she's the goat. I'm we might as well say it. She's the goat. To be Everybody honest, she's it. yeah, exactly. Everybody should know that Chrissy is the goat, number one on everyone's list. She's mastered, um, what is that called? Uh, mastered the art of charm. Ooh. Uh, uh, what is that book? I'm trying to think of the book. Seductive selling. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Master the art of seduction. That is Chrissy to a T. We work with her. We work with her. We know who she is. We know what she does to these customers, and you will still fall in love with her for whatever reason it is. <laughs> And I'm not even saying that like, oh, I'm sweating her. But it's like, yo, she's mastered the art of seduction. And I think that every cocktail server could learn a lesson from mastering the art of seduction. Because it's not necessarily, oh, I'm going to screw her or whatever it is. It's like, 
they know how, like knowing how to make someone fall in love with you is a, an art form. And she mastered the art of seduction better than any server that I've ever known before. And so these dudes, when as soon as she's coming to, you know, get the tip from them for the table for the day, she's like, this is CJ. He's been taking care of you all day, blah, blah, blah. And then they will write whatever it is that she asked them to write. <laughs> it's like mind control. It is amazing to watch. <laughs> it is amazing to watch. Yes, she told a story of uh, a cabana that was, what, on a Sunday had like a 2K man. Yeah. And, and she got them to like 130 grand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I can see her doing that. I can see Erica doing that. Um, I can see Madison doing that. Uh, like a lot of a lot of these girls. And it's like I sit back and I watch. I don't like, you know, but I sit back and watch them. And I'm like, wow, it's amazing the way that they have mastered the art of seduction to where they're like, yo, the numbers are going up. The numbers are crazy. <laughs> numbers are crazy. That's why I was like, if I ever got rich, I would stay the F away from here. Unless I came in knowing that I'm just going to blow whatever it is because they tax will get right you off. to spend. Yeah, exactly. Tax right off. A lot of shady business in the industry. That's for sure. But, uh, but yeah, no, that 20, I think it was like 2,500 or something like that, that one day. And I was like, I'm super grateful. So I was like, oh my God, thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. But I would say if you want to make some money, Chrissy, <laughs> Chrissy, if I'm going to say my top, my top three, if you really want to make some money, Let's hear Chrissy, it. Erica, Madison, um, who else is really good? Jane was really dope. Jane, I don't know if you worked with Jane, but she's still, I, I think she still works there, but Jane was extremely dope. She used to always be on top of her stuff. Like, and I made very, very good money with Jane. Mm -hmm. And then if I had to do a starting five, who would be number five? Um, who else? Who Tiffany else? Was Finn. Tiffany Finn. Yes. Okay. We'll, we'll round out the top five with Tiffany Finn. Tiffany Finn definitely helps you make some money for sure. It's like they know, they know how to maneuver around the game. They were, they on the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> I told, I, who was that? I was talking to Madison before because she, I think she was the top seller last year. Oh, wow. I was like, yo, they, I was like, yo, they owe you a statue around Marquis, okay? <laughs> they, they, the top, the top girls, they, they owe you a statue out front of this in front of this shit right here like they they owe you a statue but yeah those those girls masters the art of seduction they know how to talk to you they know how to move maneuver around you because and you it's crazy because not super sexually but all of the guys had crushes on these girls so it's kind of like when you can make the dudes that are working with you who know what you're doing fall in love with you that's when you know you're a true master because these guys are <laughs> these guys buying the bottles are easy obviously like they're that's here what they spend for. money yeah. yeah exactly that's what they're here for they're here to spend money but when you can get the guys that are working next to you who are just as sick of being here as you are fall in love with you that's when it's like 
yeah, you're a master. Because we know the game you're playing. <laughs> we, we, we know what you're doing right now, but it's like, that's, that's a true master right there. There's nothing better than, well, first off, that's cool to hear your top five. I feel like that changes from person to person. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it's just the connection that you make with the waitress. Like, I don't, very I don't know true. that there's too many people that I wasn't making money with. Like, from, um, you know, the end of the day, I just felt like whoever they paired me with, I thought that they would try to help me make money. The same way I try yeah. to make sure their day goes easier. But definitely, exactly. like, when you see your name next to some people that you enjoy working with and you know that they will try to help you, it's like... Woo. I love this. Yeah, exactly. Like I used to always engage with my tables. I used to always, whatever you need, I'm here. And that's why I feel like, and it's not <laughs> arrogance, but I feel like a lot of my girls appreciated me because I am a I'm an effort type player. Like I'm like, yo, I want to be, I want to know what the table wants before you know what the table wants. Like that's just how I am. And so they used to have me in the grands a little bit, especially my last year. And yeah, then um I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some light, but uh, but that that for me, I was like, yo, I my thing was my reputation means everything. So as long as a girl asks, hey, do you want to tip your buster? Then it's all good. I could live with the result at the end of the day. So I was happy with I was happy with whatever I got, even if I got nothing, I was okay with it. As long as they but, as long as they say something, it's like, yo, it's not their yeah, exactly their money to give. <laughs> exactly so as long as they say something there's certain servers that ain't looking out for you that don't really care but <laughs> but that but usually for the most part they would always try to hook you up try to make sure you were good yeah most of that yeah. is from like you you got to do something because i know like whitney and like nicole kelly and some of the vets would let the new girls know like if you want you to to do better in sales and to have a better day, have more fun, then just make sure you try to take care of your busser. Yeah, exactly. And then we kind of show them how to do that. And so that's why when, you know, being in the grands, like, man, after working owner's tables over and over and over again, you like get to know who you're working with. You guys have just been through it. Like 10 hours of nonstop being hounded by, you know, the, club elites you know what i'm saying yeah so i feel like you know me and whitney will always be friends me and all these girls will always be friends just because like yo that was the time in our lives when we were doing that and we did that to there's a connection there but um definitely on certain days when you go see you know somebody's name next to yours and if it's in a good section it's like yes yes (laughs) like when i I would see when I would see 14, 15 with Chrissy, I was like, oh, it's on. And then you get, I would get war ready. Like, I would go find every <laughs> shot glass in the venue. I would go find every champagne flute in the venue. I'm setting up the table with three buckets. I'm like hooking every, making sure I got a million towels there. Like, that's just my mindset. Like, I would have two uh, pedophores of fruit. I put one in the fridge. One on the table, like, I'm like, yes, let's get this ready. I would already have a strawberry pedophore because I'm like, I know the girls who really were about their business, I was like, I know they're about to kill it right now. So let me go ahead and make sure I'm ready 100%. I used to take uh, an entire, like, 
I used to fill up a giant box full of flutes that like oh, yeah, we, couldn't, we, couldn't even yeah. spare, we couldn't even spare these. You know what I mean? Like we don't have enough flutes as it is. Yeah. And then for I would take an entire one and set it in between the cabanas and I would tell whoever's next to me, like, hey, if you need this, this is for me and you, right? <laughs> it's, going, yeah. it's going down today. So I would tell like Joe or Mark, like, hey, here we go, man. Let's get after it. Because we're just trying to help each other make money. Exactly. What do you exactly. think makes a good buster? What how do you how do you stand out as a buster? A good buster. Um, you need to be a hustler for sure. For sure. And it's crazy because the cocktail service would come to me. I wasn't even a lead. (laughs) And I had the opportunity my last season to be one, but I was working at FedEx and I was working on getting this promotion there. So I was like, no, I don't want more responsibility here. I'm trying to get out of here. And so they would come to me and be like, listen, you need to tell these busters this, this, and this. And I'm like, yo, I'm not even in charge. What are you telling me this for? <laughs> but but it's like, um, you need to hustle. You need to be, you need to think ahead. You need to know what it is your cocktail server is going to expect of you. You need to, if you're in a certain section, you need to know what that section is going to order. You need to know, hey, I'm in the grands and it's a Saturday This table paid X amount of dollars to get here. We need to have some champagne flutes. We need to have some shot glasses. We need to do everything that we can to be prepared before before, uh, our service even starts. Like You need to be ahead of the curb. You need to be ahead of your cocktail server on whatever it is that your section is going to need. But as far as um, a good buster, also, you need to help the people that are with you, like you can't just think about your cocktail server. You need to think about the other busters. When you come in and you're an opener, you need to make sure the person next to you has champagne flutes and shot glasses because that section you need to take ownership of before they get here. You need to treat this section like it is yours until that closer gets there and takes over that section. Like You can't be selfish and be like, all right, I just want to look good. It has to be no, we need to look good. It has to be a mindset of if I help this person next to me, then it's going to be reciprocated at some point. And I need to make sure that we're both on point because let's be real. A lot of the the credit that I've gotten from girls is for sections that weren't even mine. <laughs> like where they're like, they come to CJ because they're like, I know regardless of whatever he's doing right now, he's going to make sure that whatever you asked him is going to be taken care of. And that's just how I looked at it. Like I was like, I, my reputation is on the line every time that somebody asks me to do something. So I have to make sure, even if I'm carrying seven carafts right now, trying to clean up my section, I will be there. Just give me one second. And that's what I always used to say. I never used to, at any time, I never, ever, and this probably wasn't a good idea, but I never would be like, hey, why don't you go ask somebody else? I'd be like, all right, I'm going to help you. Just give me one second. And then I would make sure that I took care of whatever it is that a server asked me to do, even if it wasn't my section. Yeah, that's a good advice. I remember my, my, my question would be like, yeah, I got you one second. Who's your buster? Yeah, exactly. You tell me. And I just kind of shake my head like, yeah, yeah, I got you. And then <laughs> I go do whatever it is and then go find them and be like, hey, you know, you know, your waitress is looking for you while you're back here smoking cigarettes. 
Yeah, and, oh, I know who you're talking about. And <laughs> plenty of guy over the years that it, I, yeah. I never understood that. Like, this is a job without breaks. Yet, if exactly. you have a, a habit that kills you, you're allowed to take the time in order to go, like that. That really bothered me. That really bothered me. There was a couple oh, yeah. of guys who used to be chilling in the back smoking, but be, would be the first one to talk trash when somebody else took a, a small break. Like, I'm like, bro, you smoke half Five of the times day a day. away. Yeah, exactly. You and, smoke and, half and a day And a few of these guys were that. leads. Yes. At the time. At the yes. very beginning. But then they, they got let go. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's very hard. They saw to... themselves out. <laughs> yeah. I don't listen to My thing was. I didn't listen to anybody I didn't have respect for. <laughs> like, if I'm working harder, if if I feel like I'm working harder than you, and not because I work hard, but because you're just not even trying, I didn't listen to you. Like, that just wasn't my, <laughs> my mindset. It wasn't happening. Like, I have respect for you. I have respect for Mark. I have respect for Alan. I have respect for those guys. You guys pushed yourselves. You guys actually tried. Any of those other leads that would say something to me, I was like, I'll have your job next year. And it's not me. Being, it's not me being arrogant. But I was like, I was like, no, you're not outworking me. There's no way you're asking me to do something right now while you're standing back here smoking a cigarette. Like, that's just not my mindset. I'm not right. Really, yeah. Um, well, the, the thing that would suck, I would tell them like, hey, so and so just handed me 100 bucks. Because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. They were looking for something for so long. And then because I am, you know, the person that ended up doing it, I made a hundred dollars. And it's yeah. like, do I owe you? Do I owe you that money? No. Chances <laughs> are we could split it. We could split it because, you know, what I mean, like I I'm still I'm still trying to make sure we see money. Like it doesn't help for me to have to do your job as well. It's gonna end up costing me. Am I am I zone you know what i mean but yeah exactly there are times where i've i would show up in a section and somebody be like hey man thanks and there's a wad full of money and i'm like yikes <laughs> uh, yeah let me know if you need anything else <laughs> amen to that amen to that listen you snooze you lose that's what happens there's there's certain buses though i will say because we all get caught up in stuff and we all get caught up in trying to to run around a million miles an hour. Um, certain buses, I will I will go find you. Like if your server asks me something, and I know it's one of those servers that doesn't really even try to look for you, I'll come up to you and be like, "Hey, so and so asked for this," and they'll be like, "Well, why didn't she ask me?" Yeah, and I'm like, "I know, man. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I told her <laughs> I told her I would do it. But if you need me to do it, I'll do it. If not, I'll let you know." But there's certain guys I know that disappear where I'm like, you know what? It'll be worth it for me just to do it instead of trying to look for this person. Yeah. Or you tell them like, hey, you need a, a setup over at your this table. I mean, it's okay. You know, sometimes people got to go to the bathroom. Sometimes they're helping with presentations. It's not a it's not a bad thing. But if you don't have the right communication, then it's going to cost you money. There's certain girls who... If you're working with them, they are not going to look for you. They're going to search for whichever buster they see in their path. And they're going to ask them for something. And it's very aggravating. But it's like, I understand. Like, I, cool, just come tell me what she asked you for. And as, as guys, we know. We know who those servers are. So we kind of like, all right, listen, so-and-so asked me for this. Uh, did she ask you? No, she didn't. Of course she didn't. Well, cool. <laughs> Here, do you want me to do it or are you going to do it? 
And that's <laughs> that's what I appreciate. Like, come tell me if my server has you for something. Yeah, unless it's like repetitive. And it's like, yo, man, poof, I'm yeah. here doing your job. Yeah, no, then it's then it's a problem. And <laughs> it's like, yo, I saw you in the back chilling, talking. Like, you can come take care of this. That used to make me so mad when I would see somebody working with like Piper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who she's got a, a big section or like Shauna. I had to introduce uh, a busser to her one time. Like, <laughs> I, I said, I'm gonna name his name. He's he's a quiet fellow. He got promoted from busser from porter to busser. <laughs> I know and, who you're talking about. It doesn't. And he's, he, he's <laughs> running all over the earth. She's asking me stuff, and I, like I'm helping. I'm trying to be nice. I'm a lead, and I said, okay, 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 okay. Let me stop this shit right here. I said, listen, man, this is Shauna. If you just talk to her. She will guarantee that you make money. Like some of these girls will will try, but a few of them. Well, look, man, I, I can't say that a few of them. If you if you talk to them, they'll try. But he wouldn't even like acknowledge her. He would just like go see what was happening at the table, and then try to guess from there. Yeah, a lot like, of. How do you win like that? Like at the end of the day, when they say, "Hey, would you like to tip?" You know, CJ. Well, who the fuck is CJ? I ain't seen him. <laughs> but like at that's... the end of the day, when it is CJ, they're like, oh shit. CJ, that's my dog. Put a zero on there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Sure. There is there is a few busters that I will say are introverts to where it's like, yo, bruh, that's part of this job description. Like when you step up to buster, you do have to be. You don't always have to be in your table space, but you do have to be slightly charismatic. You do have to interact. You definitely have to interact with your cocktail server. Like you can't be shy working at Buster. You have to interact with your server. If you do not interact with her, you will not make money. You guys will both have a miserable day. It is not a good look. You do have to talk to your server 100%. And I've had this conversation with certain guys to where I'm like, listen, man, I know you wanted to move up into this position, but there is certain requirements that come with that. Like you do have to talk to people. You do have to talk to your server. And I've even had those situations, as you mentioned, where servers come up to me to be honest, and they'll be like, to be honest, I don't even know who my buster is. Can you help me with X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, all right, I'll help you. And then, yeah, it's it's just weird. And then there's nothing worse when you have like a bad day with uh, your server and then you see like you guys get paired up again in the future it's like oh no oh yeah Ooh, those are <laughs> those are bad i You're like I, hi yeah exactly there's certain servers that don't give a f about you don't give a f about you making money because their money is pretty much guaranteed on the check and then it's just like you're like oh my god like i hate absolutely hate and there are a few flagrant servers who used to do this <laughs> where i walk past you i literally make eye contact walk past you and say hey are we good and you say yes 
And then you walk over to side station, you order champagne. And then I follow you to side station. You say, I'm taking this champagne to the table and I don't have flutes. And I'm like, I just spoke to you five seconds ago and you said we were good. <laughs> it's like, are you... <laughs> I used to spaz in side station about this because it's like, come on, man. I just asked you, are we good? And here you are ordering beers and having somebody else take them to my table because it's like they order it. And then they're like, oh, snap, I should have told my busser, hey, let me tell this other busser. So it's either like you get embarrassed because some other busser is taking your stuff to the table or it's like you just look stupid because she's like, oh, well, I don't know where my busser is now. It's like I just walked past you. Are you serious right now? Yeah, you're going to order champagne or you see them carrying something to your table. Have you just asked them if you if they needed your help? And they kind of like were like, oh, no, we're good. And then they're bringing a bottle of champagne, a magnum bottle of champagne, and you need like 20 flutes right now. Mm. That was aggravating. That was the most like I would <laughs> I would go to side station and curse out a lot of cocktail servers over that. That's for sure. Not to their face, but I would be like, I can't in my mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't believe she just asked. She just told me we were good. And now we're not good. Like, all right. As you I, spun around, I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, it's going to be one of those days. Yeah, uh, ex- exactly. And then there was there was certain cocktail servers also. And this part of the reason I left that would were taking money from busters. That was another thing. I didn't want to work with those servers no more. Like where they knew on the busser line. They get to count up your tips. They get to divvy up your tips. They close out the table all shady without you. And there was certain rumors flirting around where there was uh, servers uh, taking a larger bite of the apple, let's say the least. And as a busser, you're kind of in a, a bind because the busser line is a privilege. So if we start complaining about it, they could take it away. But at the same time, servers knew that. So certain servers were... Uh, divvying up some of our tips that we would get from tables and and i ain't gonna say no names on that either but i've definitely heard some rumors Mm. that happened to me once yeah i got real angry about it probably overdid (laughs) it but uh i just felt so i was i was legit just hurt like damn i am here to make funds yes that's the main reason we're here i saw somebody get take money and put it in somebody's pocket. And it was my server. Oh. And I served Tony Parker that day. Oh. And I was just like, yo, what is happening? Uh, I got so irate. I didn't even say anything that day. I came back the next day and I just went, I actually went at the busser who took the money. Yeah. what What are you doing in my section? One, Two, you know you're taking money directly from me. What do I look like? And try to give it back to me and shit. But it was, I, I should have handled it better. You know what I mean? But it's just hot. And I was upset, drawing it all out. I was upset for a while. But like, you know, <laughs> I guess there's certain lines that, you, that I'm not. Like, that's a respect thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And these people were new in the game. Like, had been using me to, like, uh, learn the ways of how to do stuff. Yeah. And then turn around and try to get over on me in the same, like, minute. Oh, the shadiness yeah. of it all. 
But the thing is, like, I don't think that they're bad people. I, I just think it was like, you know, everybody just caught up. There's a bunch of money around. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- exactly. And, and that person still tried for me. It, it was an awkward day that, like, my pride got in the way and I just couldn't stand for it. Like, I couldn't even. I was like, man, I gotta, I'm going to have to confront people on this shit. This is crazy. <laughs> if it's happening to me, it's happening to other people. Exactly. That's that's the thing that bothers me. It's like, yo, wh- how could you do this to us? Like, we don't. <laughs> you guys make <laughs> you guys make so much more money than us. Like, why would you even like? No, buses are not making the tips that y'all making. And then outside of whatever it is Sometimes. y'all making, well, yeah, that's true. I, there's been a couple of days. I ain't gonna lie to you. There was a couple weekdays where it's, I made more than the cocktail servers, and I, I was oh, very damn. happy about that. Yeah, but those servers were honest. I will say Brittany Flip. Flip is one of the dopest. Flip, I remember I made like a thousand something one day, and I made more than the servers, but she never was shady about it. She never like tried to finesse half of it from me. She never hated <laughs> on me because I made more like... She was just like, oh, you made more than us today. And she was like, cool about it. And I appreciated that. Like mm-hmm. that. But the other girls are like, nah, he ain't making more than me today. <laughs> like, I'm like, damn, man, let us win once. Okay. Once a month. Yeah, exactly. Because it's rare nope. that it happens. It's very rare that we make more than the cocktail server. So it's like, yo, come on, man. Don't do not do me like this. Yeah, it's, it's a very... Uh, tricky situation but for the most part i feel like i made everything i was supposed to make i never i never cry over spilled milk so i was happy about it i just felt bad because i knew other guys that it was happening to as well and it's kind of like you're handcuffed you can't really say anything because if you say something and they'll be like you know what we'll just do away with the busting line and then everybody makes the same and then blah blah, blah. but it was a very some very shady situations, but I believe in karma. I, I truly do. Like that's one of my main things. Like in life, I believe in karma. So I feel like even if you just let it go, it'll come back to you. Like it, it will. So it, it was never that big of a thing for me. I like that. Yeah, it's uh easy to recall that because it was a bad experience. Like, and I didn't have very many bad experiences in that way. Um, yeah. And the thing is, I'm friends with these people now. Like, you know, we, I, yeah. I had to squash that. Like, really, it's just me. It's a me thing, not, not them. I was just, you know, like I said, my pride was hurt. So I had to, I had yeah. to cry about it in the corner and then come back and be like, listen, y'all are yeah. doing this to me. I think I, I think I know about this. I think I might know about this. Oh, duh, man. I probably made such a stink about it. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. But the thing, I couldn't. No, I'm not standing for that. Because, man, it was so hard just to even get the buster line to be a thing. Exactly. And and I heard about that. Luckily, by the time I got to buster, it was already a thing. So I can understand that. And then it sucks because you feel like your hands are tied because you're like, damn, I can't really say anything. It's going to be a fight. And then it's going to be no more buster line. And then. Our job everybody is no loses working. money just because one person wants to be a dick today. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But that's all. That's that's the that's the sour side of it. Yeah, that, that might happen. I mean, to, I only happened to me once, as far as I know. It only happened to me once, and, and... I'm sure I scared <laughs> everybody else into doing that. Out of doing that. Yeah. Oh yeah, because there was some shady moments. That's for sure. But yeah, but the thing is, like before. 
it's not like, oh, these are just the girls can are in control of your money. We were getting shaken down by the people who were counting our money before uh, they changed the whole league situation around. Yeah, it's very true. Actual. It ended up being we only get what if there's if there's any extra left, we all had to split it. True. Which is dangerous. Like, hey, CJ made five hundred. I made fifty bucks. I get two seventy five, and you get two seventy five. Yeah, that sucked. I think we did a. <laughs> I can't. I don't know if I can say this because I think it's still a rule. But at the, who cares? At, uh, last year we changed that. We were like, listen, whatever you get, you get. And so we. And all of us agreed on it. It was all a mutual thing. We we're like, listen, if you make a ton of money, we ain't gonna take a percentage of it. Your time will come. It is what it is. And that's that's kind of how we handled it. We and we all agreed on it. Management didn't necessarily sign off on that, but we were like, listen, whatever you get, you get. That's just what it is. And yeah, I was like, I'm that guy. You know what's crazy? One of my one of my best tables last year, but this was when CJ's in the mindset of, I just don't even feel like being here. One of the times I traded shifts with one of my boys, and he ended up, and and they used to make shifts by sections. And this was Jason Rios. This is my guy still, so it's no big deal. But Rios, yeah, Rios cool as fuck. And so I don't mind seeing my guys win. Rios made in the section because he we traded shifts because he needed to come in later or something like that. One of us needed to come in at a different time. And we traded shifts. He ended up getting uh, section Cabana six and seven, I think it was. And he made like two grand that day. And I didn't make shit. And for me, I never like even thought twice about it. Like everybody else was like, how do you feel? Because Rios made this, this and that. And they was like, I don't care. Like, (laughs) I'm fine with it because I traded him sections because he was in a less stressful section. And then, you know, he's a good dude. So he came up to me and was like, hey, listen, I see that I'm in six and seven. I know I asked you to trade shifts. Do you want to trade sections? And I will just take wherever you're at. You take where I'm at. I was like, to be honest, Rios, I don't even feel like being here today. So <laughs> you, <laughs> you take six and seven and I'll stay over here. And so that's that's just how my mindset works. Like it, when when one of my guys win, I feel like I won too. You don't owe me anything. I don't want your money or your tits or I'm not gonna be sour about it. It was like for me, it was like everybody can win here right now. And I, that day, I did not feel like being at work. So the fact that I was in a slow section, I was okay with it, and I was okay that he made as much money as he did. Mm. And it's awesome when it happens to good people. I have a story like that. Um, I started Cabana four and five. I was in section two and three, and I started the table for Brett. Oh, yeah, Brett's good people. <laughs> Brett's good this, people. this guy that Brett was taking care of, he was like real touchy-feely. Oh, uh-oh. And it was not, not in a weird way. He just kept like asking people for hugs and shit. I'm like, mm. Uh, sure, buddy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's yeah. good? But then I'm gross, and this ain't even my section. So, like, let's let's stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel it. Up. I feel it. Brett shows up, and Brett's a good guy. He's, you know, he's he'll hug anybody. Yeah. Uh, it, ended, it ended up being that every time Brett gave this guy a hug, he put a thousand dollar chip in his pocket. 
Are you holy shit? Are you serious? Yeah. And by the end of the day, like Brett walks up to me and he's like, uh, I just keep hugging this guy and he keeps putting thousand dollar chips in my pocket. I don't know if he knows what he's doing. He might be like that far gone that that he's just in, but he made six G's that day. He's trying to have sex with you, dog. That's what he did. No, no, no. It it was (laughs) it wasn't even like that. But yeah. He walked out with six grand. Oh, yeah, that's a nice Just some chips. You know what I mean? Like, for that hugs. A... He didn't even have to yeah. do anything. <laughs> yeah, and that, that was, was like, like, yo, man, I'm so, like, that's one of those days, like, yes, Brett. And then Brett, like, jumped over and started um, barbacking, I want to say, like, shortly after that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. He was like, okay, I've had enough. I've done, I've done as well as I can do here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Isn't he living in Cali now? Yeah, he's in San Diego. Mary. Oh, man. Doing his thing. That's what's up. That's dope. Yeah. It's always, man, it's good to hear when people that you, like, really enjoyed being around are are doing good stuff. Yeah, exactly. What's the craziest thing somebody asked you at work? Craziest thing somebody asked me at work? Um, I think this, well, drugs, of course. Everybody wants drugs. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I, I I don't do drugs. I've never done drugs. The most I've done is weed or Xanax. And even Xanax, that was one time. And then that was like it for me. My my girl at the time was like not happy about that. <laughs> so I only did that once. And other than that, it was weed. But how normal it is. For, for drugs in the industry like i was shocked by that that was something that was like very new to me and mm-hmm. i've still even after my six years in the industry i never partook but it was like i was shocked by that so but people used to always ask for drugs um asking for girls i guess of course but there was like some this wasn't on some hey can you bring girls to our tables this was on some strange weirdo stuff like my one thing that i i appreciate that i did when i was in the industry is kept my morals because there was this guy i remember one time who was asking for girls and it was just him and another lady that he had with him and he was asking for girls and i went and got him girls and he was a, a spender but he was as soon as i brought them there he was acting really weird and creepy and touchy-feely and very for lack of a better word rapey and i i'm extremely uncomfortable in those situations like i've had times where my server was groped where i will step up and i'll be like yo relax like i just don't like it seeing it seeing it really bothers me it really makes me uncomfortable so he was being that guy and like these girls that I just brought to him that he asked me about, he was acting really creepy and really rapey. And then, so I pulled them to the side. I was like, Hey, are you okay with this? Like, are you fine? Because I can get you out of here. And then, uh, one of them was like, Oh, it's cool. Like he's just drunk, blah, blah, blah. And then when the other one was like, no, it's not. So then I went to the one that was like, yo, it's cool, whatever. And I was like, listen, your friend's uncomfortable. Like, if you guys want to leave, that's fine. Like, I know I asked you to come over here, but I didn't realize he was this much of a creep. So <laughs> if you want to leave, it's all good. Like, 
but that that's one of those things like uh, we always just have to sit through that sexual assault meeting or whatever before we uh before the season and all that stuff and even that used to make me uncomfortable like i hated sitting through that that was weird and it was <laughs> just an uncomfortable environment and so i i some personally for me that always would would be uncomfortable for me was the the rapey dudes like the really creepy dudes i remember i had one server i can't remember what her name was but um this guy like is grope grabbing her as she's trying to walk past him she was like listen keep your hands off of me he grabbed her one more time i stepped up <laughs> and grabbed him a little bit and kind of pushed him back and was like hey she said stop touching her and then <laughs> that was like and he was this little dude so he kind of like listened to me and i was like listen relax like she said stop touching her and then he finally stopped kept his hands off her and just asked his question but for me, it was always weird when dudes asked for girls, but they weren't talking about girls to come party. They were talking about like girls to do whatever it was. So that was definitely the craziest thing that I've ever been asked for. Drugs became normalized for me. Like it was like every other weekend I would get asked for drugs. So that wasn't really a big thing. I remember somebody roofied like a six liter. Oh word i yeah. never heard of that i never heard that story but Bro, i can see that crazy happening. um like and i'm pretty sure they found out about it and they kicked him out like hey we're keeping your money you're signing your minimum you know you're paying the tax and gratuity on this and everybody's got to go what are y'all doing yeah. serving champagne like this to anybody who will come up there that is and crazy like, yeah man people are wild wild like i think one of the servers had to like go home and was kind of like uh, i'm pretty sure something's up with that over there and then yeah. they came and find out like hold the bottle and see what's up and they're like no 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 it's fine it's fine it's fine we'll leave or we'll just get another one we'll get another one it's like mm. so you could do it again yeah exactly like no we don't <laughs> we don't want to see that we don't want to witness that and then they come up to us like we're supposed to be cool about it. Like, no, man. What is, like, what's That's wrong not with how you? This works. Yeah, exactly. And then <laughs> an employee that got fired for soliciting drugs to uh, uh, undercover cop. That was crazy Ooh. to me. Were you there yes. for that? Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yo, man, come on, man. You got to be smarter than that. Come on. But these man. pretty girls will make you do some shit, man. It's hot <laughs> yeah. out there, let me tell you. Yeah, it's hot out here. Listen, I didn't trust nobody. That's probably was my best thing. Like, I was like, listen, man, I got to watch my own back because these people are not looking out for my best interests, especially the drunk people. Yeah, yeah. Whew. Did you have a um, any guests that you like keep in touch with still? <laughs> Guess yes. Um, my boy Kirk. Kirk is cool. Kirk. Um, it's crazy because I just went back to visit Marquee, and mm -hmm. now you have to have a table. You they do not allow any guests to be walking around. And he came back to Vegas to visit, and uh, I went to chill at his table because you have to have a table in order to get in. Mm -hmm. Even if you're a veteran, they're like, listen, <laughs> we know who you are, but 
you got to have a table to get in here, like, especially with the virus and everything. So uh, Kirk is mad cool. Um, there's a couple of, of people. There's, there's a couple of people who I definitely keep in touch with who are cool, like I have on social media and stuff like that. But oh, that's, cool. that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always curious to see, like, who um, – I mean, because I feel like everybody has their the, – they meet clients and then you do revel- do develop a rapport with them and then that yeah. continues and that grows into friendships and exactly like, Aren't, weren't you cool with uh steven smitty or smitty or no 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 not not smitty Stu. what's the stew there we go come on man that's my guy stew was my bad stew was the coolest spender that has ever come to marquee i think like because he didn't have he was a good looking dude. He didn't have little man syndrome. Like he was <laughs> Stu. I met him twice and he was the coolest guy ever. He was never disrespectful. He was never like he Stu was the coolest spender I think that we've ever had. Stu and me, I think I talked to him yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, that guy, he's done a lot for me personally, um, inside and outside of the club. Like one time. <laughs> One time uh, I was supposed to catch a flight. Like I was, I was serving him uh, and his table. And you know how, like, yo, if they're in there, it's running late. It's oh running yeah, absolutely, late, man. As a matter of, course, of fact, most they... of the time the party don't even start till it's late. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they walk. And I was supposed to that. catch a flight. <laughs> yeah, I was, and so I, you know, he hadn't closed out or anything. And most of the time, you know, I, I stay as long because most of the time I'm going out with them at the end of the night. Like we hang out for the weekend when they come in town, he gives me the the itinerary where they're at. And he says, come to as many things that you can come to, man. Like that's the plan. Love to hang. And if you can go by all means, and they just, man, they just do it. They do it right. Like as right as can be when they come. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, they, cool. You know, I'm not saying like, you know, I, there's also like Alex Lee, Smitty. There's, there's people that like, I talked to Alex just a while ago too. And he, these these relationships we can talk more than like we talk sports or we'll talk like vacations or travel or if i if i need something i can go to them even still but sorry i'm getting that carried away um i left that day and i missed my flight like for some reason it was i didn't miss it i was literally on the other side of the gate i was supposed to catch a flight to go watch trips um in la like you know we were gonna go we were all gonna leave and come back in the morning and show support for him doing a gig in Cali. This is just like what we did. And then I missed the flight and I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't. everything sucks. I left the party and then, you know what? I just went back to Marquee. Yeah. And because I missed my flight, he like doubled my tip when he didn't have to do shit like that. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no yeah. That's what's up. That. He's like they already were gonna take care of me, and I know that he. I didn't have to like stick around or do anything. And legit, whenever they're in town, wherever they're in like my section, I don't even really do that much work. <laughs> yeah, like it's like you get to chill and, and kick it. it with them and stuff. Yeah. The one time they came in, like, oh, there was all these blow ups and floaties and stuff, and uh, our our manager at the time, Jonathan Wade. He came over and he oh, saw me wait. like I was trashed from going out with them the night before. Like we went to excess and then I mean 
it was a disaster. <laughs> Getting home at like 6.30. I'm like, no, I got work in two and a half hours. And then, um, like, once they decided to show up, I was, like, low-key sleeping in the cabana, like, just waiting for them to show up. <laughs> and Wade walks up. He's like, dang, this is what it's come to now. And I was like, I mean, we're homies, so it's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's rare that you find people that come into the the scene that aren't trying to, like, abuse their privilege. Yeah, exactly. And they're just mad cool people. And that's kind of how I feel about Kirk. Kirk is is just mad cool. Him and his wife come in, him and his friends come in. Like, and he every time he's in Vegas, he's like, yo, come to the club. Yo, come to this. Yo, come to that. And, and I appreciate those people because they aren't treating you like a piece of shit. Like they're just like <laughs> being mad cool. Like they ain't like, hey, fix my fucking ice. Like they're just like, yo, you're a cool dude. I'm a cool dude. Let's have a good time. I don't think Stu's ever asked me for anything to do. Yeah, like, Stu is like to Stu go is grab cool. anything. I mean, Stu is Stu is mad cool. I, I and that's the thing. I used to always see you guys, and when this when I was a porter, see you guys up there and stuff like that. And I was like, these spenders, nah, I don't want to work those tables. Like, I know what these guys are about and blah blah blah. But Stu is the I will say one of the first people to prove me wrong because he is just mad nice. Like I was standing over off to the side. I wasn't even like in my server's face. He came up and I think introduced himself first, which is like rare. Like he actually came, hey, what's up? What's your name? Yeah, exactly. Like came and introduced himself to me. And that was that was weird. Like I was like, (laughs) you know, that all the managers are watching. So I was like, uh oh. Uh, yeah exactly (laughs) so that that was a strange thing for me but Stu is probably the coolest dude coolest spender that we've had at marquee yeah and they uh the cool thing is like he rolls with the crew and they're all from you know obviously the uk and all of them are that dope like all of their wives all of them, like, they're the sweetest people as a group. So it's like whenever you hang out with them, I mean, we would go from one party to dinner. And then next, you know, like, all these people would just be showing up at dinner. I'm like, I know you didn't invite them, but they would just pull up. And, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a party. We're here to, we're here to have fun. I'm, this is just what it's about. Like, yeah, people are going to show up on us. With, you know, what am I do? Tell them to leave. Facts. And those, like, that's how... Sh- but me, I don't know, you know, first of all, I, I, I'm not throwing no parties like that. <laughs> yeah. <But> it's like. <laughs> this part is crazy. All, I'm the, the first person to really, really invite me out um, was his pal, Danny. And I, I had turned them down, hanging out time and time and time again. Like, it's, you know, because chances are I might work that night. And I'm tired. And I don't True. want you to think that I'm trying to be one of these girls and latch on to you and be like, uh-huh, in the scene with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and drink from your bottle and all that stuff. That's why, yeah. I, for me, it was uncomfortable going out. Whenever, Even when I was invited out, I've never been out with anybody until this last time when I went out with uh, with Kirk. Because Kirk is cool. Like, I'm not trying to be in 
Alex Lee section. No disrespect to Alex Lee. I like oh, Alex I mean, Lee, I'm, but I'm I'm definitely pulling up on Alex. His man yeah. because we're we're gonna watch <laughs> the game. Like he's gonna talk to he's gonna talk to people. Everybody's gonna have a good time. It's true. And I'm on the other side watching the game. Like Alex, you see that? <laughs> he's like, and my thing was is just because I never really spoke to him. I heard he was cool. I heard he was mad cool and everything like that. But I was like, if I if I don't really have a super relationship with you. I don't want to pop up and then just be like the yeah you don't force rat. that like, stuff for sure yeah exactly you just want to like, like let it happen. I tried to let it happen as long as possible, and I'll never forget. Uh, it was when Floyd Mayweather was fighting Andre Berto. It was like he oh, said yeah, he's retiring. Yeah, and he was like you know no more fights, and then you know Danny kept asking me he's like hey man we you know we got an extra ticket. I'd love for you to come. Like, you know, you know sports. You, you, I know you used to get down or whatever. Like, come. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, you know what I mean? Take, take uh, some of the people, take some of your, like the people you know here. And he reminded his business. You know, he came back. He's like, yeah, I really appreciate it if you come. Like, we want you to go. And I was like, it's all, I was like, look, I appreciate it. I know you guys are dope. You got to do nothing extra from, for me, man. It's all good. He like grabs me by my collar, like pulls me close, two hands on my shit. I'm like, damn. <laughs> He's like, listen, I'm not trying to fuck you. I'm just trying to take you boxing. <laughs> He's like, I'm just trying to take you boxing. Man. <laughs> and I just got weak. No, I got weak right there. And that's yeah. when I was like, okay, okay, I'll, I'm going to go. And I remember talking to Whitney at the end of the day. She's like, are you, are you going? And I was like, yeah, man, that was, you know, I, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. And what what happened was that was the first time I ever kicked it with with any of my tables outside of work, and people got so trashed from the daytime that they didn't make it out to dinner. Like they didn't oh, even yeah, make that's... it to the fight. There was like 18 tickets, and only like six, six people showed up. Yeah, no, that's so, how it goes. Oh, that's how it goes. I've been invited out many a times after a day club, and they get. I'm like, listen. You better make sure you can survive because a lot of people aren't from Vegas and it's their first time. Like, as soon as you get back to your room, after you get some food in your system, we'll see if you are awake. Yo, Stu left the Floyd Mayweather fight probably in like the fifth round of the of Floyd Mayweather's retiring fight to come get me. At oh, the, at yo, like that's the, dope. At the, at the entrance of it. And then we're walking to our seats. We keep walking and we keep going down and we keep going down. And then we keep going down, <laughs> and I'm walking. I'm walking past Andrew Bynum and Justin Bieber, who I just served earlier. Like, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> man, you came from here to come get me, dog. This is why I don't go places because I know I'm fucking it up for someone. <laughs> yeah. And then every at the end of the night, he's like, okay, we went crispy duck salad at Hakkasan, and it was him and maybe four of the close guys, like the closest four guys all made it out and it was me and I was the new one to the group and bro we've been we have been homies ever since like that's my guy like my big bro for real that's what's up yeah Stu, matter Stu's of fact Matt cool Stu just plugged me with his uh his martial arts instructor who moved to LA <laughs> yo that's dope and this guy's a world champion like Ooh. uh his name is Greg Wooten Wooten I might have mispronounced that why does that sound familiar that does sound because familiar, he'll whoop your ass that's, that's, that's why the... hell yeah <laughs> um i did a, i did one training session with him and then i hit Stu up after i was like hey man two things this guy's really 
really, really cool. I know why you, you know, spent years training with them. And two, I had never been so embarrassed in my whole life. <laughs> to be back out of shape. Like, man, on day one. Yeah. Mm. Bro, that that stuff is intense. I, I did some MMA training with Jason Carpenter. Oh, he's a psycho. Oh yeah. And and I, I can keep up with his workouts, but when that we started rolling doing jujitsu, I was getting my ass handed. I remember him saying, like, part of the workouts that y'all were doing where you hang from the bar and then you do, like, a leg leg raise, and then he starts pounding your rib cage while he has gloves on. (laughs) Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That seems like that's going to hurt. Yeah. (laughs) I ain't that strong. Man, those were fun. Those were fun. Right, so, like, man, you can... It's rare. I think it's rare, but it's cool to hear. Like last, uh, I was talking to Sebastian, and he got to um, the head coach for the Cardinals. Oh, um, Bruce Arian? No, no, no. He's uh, the head is coach it? of the is Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That he was. Oh, uh, he oh, came from Texas is... Tech. Dang. Young dude. I'm trying to think of his name. Whatever, whatever. It's, I mean, but he's a head coach, and like you know. He had a memorable story of how, like, they were they were able to Cliff Kingsbury. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. He's a good coach too. Yeah, he's a dude. He's up and coming, and you know they had a great conversation. And then he went out of his way to come find Sebastian and make sure he was taken care of, even though he had like left the section. Yeah, just from a good conversation. So as much as we can talk shit about the creeps and the people who are out there to just do no good. There's also people that show up there, and it's like, man, you'll make a, you'll make one day, you'll have a relationship that could last a lifetime. Exactly. That's why it's like the guys like Stu, like Alex Lee, who don't have, who are just there to have a good time, who aren't there to treat you like a servant. Like those are the, yeah, those are the type of guys. And, and vulture and preying on people. It's yeah, like, exactly. Nah. Even in my own personal circle, it's like, I don't like going out with dudes who are like, hey, we need 10 girls right now, like, every time we go out. We need to sleep with somebody every time we go out, like, because that's not my vibe. Like, I'm like, yo, I like to go out to have a chill time, so I like people who like to have a chill time, like, because it stresses you out when your only goal is to smash or to make yourself look cool. Like, that's not my vibe at all where it is well said um interesting like you hear these stories and you just realize like how much happens and that's just from marquee you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> there's oh, people yeah. all over this city that are doing these things now granted there's only a handful of people that do it this big and yeah. i'm not sure i've seen it done bigger over the course of my like just and that's just me my personal i know that i've seen like uh or heard about people coming in, spending a million dollars um, at a club. Oh, yeah. Joe and then coming. Oh, my. Yo, you know he's on a, a documentary, a, a series documentary about what he did? No, I want to see that. Because that was the year before I got there, I think. And I just used to always hear stories, and I want to know what happened. Man, so there is, I think, Dirty Money is a series on Netflix. And it talks about specifically um, what it is that he did and how he got money. And I'm pretty sure it has something to do with like laundering um, 
money like from Malaysia and like taking from the government. And that's why our money used to take so long coming in. I, I want to watch that episode. I saw about it uh, posted from uh, Gail and Claire. That's crazy. He, like, I'm pretty sure he had the, I don't know if he had the most money or whatever, but man, I've never seen anybody stand up like trying to get shit done like that, like they did for him. Yo, that is wild. I I heard there was some shady business going on, but I had no idea. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that episode of Dirty Money on the podcast and see. I mean, on the on Netflix and see what that was about. But I mean, it was like we're talking. He would go buy out like an entire KFC and McDonald or and In and Out, like everything they had, and bring it to the pool deck just in case he might want to eat it. Yo, that is wild. Holy and he didn't really show up. <laughs> That's crazy. I got to go watch that. Yeah, I know. Now I'm serious. Um, okay, man, I've had you on here for a minute. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. I want to I want to know what advice you've got for the people that want to have your job, that, wanna, that are going to be interviewing coming up next year, and then maybe what you would tell, uh, like, advice for, for clients coming to the club. Absolutely. Okay, so the interview process is everything because, and this was what was told to me, it starts from the moment you walk through the door. So when you're coming in through security, when you're coming in and you, the first person that you interact with, you want to be able to smile at, shake hands with, say what's up. Probably don't shake hands, maybe tap elbows this time around because of <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> but um, I was told that from the moment we walk in, walk, we walk into interviews, we're being evaluated. So make sure you're smiling, make sure you're in good spirits, make sure your your hygiene is good, make sure the body is right, like all of those things. This is a very shallow industry. We can't lie. Like it is. But um, if you come in with a smile on your face and you have good energy as you do the interviews and things like that, you'll be just fine. Um, you do have to be patient. I remember, like I said, my boy and I, he, his interview was two hours before mine. Damn. They're testing you on everything. Like they're <laughs> looking at you. They'll look at your picture. They'll look you, look at you in the crowd. Like, and then they'll have you sit there and wait. And I had one of my managers tell me like, yo, we had you wait a little longer. If we had you wait a little longer, we were testing you. We were trying to see how patient you were. We were trying to see, you know, who would get stressed out through, throughout the entire process. So don't feel like you aren't being watched during, during that entire time that you step into the building for an audition in the industry. Also, uh, take care of your mental health, especially working in the industry. Like there's a lot of things that will stress you out. There's a lot of things that make you uncomfortable. Take care of your mental health. Take time for yourself. Um, self-care will be the number you. Uh, uh, make, oh, have an escape plan. <laughs> have an escape plan. Uh, not everybody small window for us to make money within the industry. So a lot of people go into real estate or go into personal training or whatever it may be, but just have an escape plan. Have an, an end game in all of this. Always keep your side hustles. Make sure you you 
have something besides this that you're doing because it is good money and it's quick money and you get paid in cash. A lot of it, uh, I don't know if the government's listening, but uh, <laughs> you aren't getting taxed on, especially when you're just making cash. Make your money, do what you need to do and and make good decisions. Um, always keep your head on the swivel. Like I said, we spoke about earlier, there's guys who've been hemmed up because They've tried to sell drugs to people or they've had to plug for something. And you've got to understand that the industry is, is a very shady industry. So watch your back at all times. Protect yourself at all times to make good decisions. Um, mm. um, other than that, like, uh, enjoy it while it lasts. Like, that's one of the most fun times of my life it's good to get in early while you're young 21 to 23 and then go until you're like almost 30 because that's what i did i did it until i was 20 29 and then i was like you know what i've had enough <laughs> you do age like dog years when you're in the industry but um hmm. have fun have fun enjoy it make sure you have a good time uh make sure you take care of yourself and um, something else that we didn't touch on, being black in the industry. Um, oh, yeah. Def- yes, that is one thing. It's definitely different. Um, you do have to hold yourself to a higher standard. You have to understand that a lot of your clients are white. They do have, uh, and a, a lot of your coworkers, a lot of the people that you interact with, a lot of your management, um, they do hold you to a different standard because whether we want to address it or admit it or not, there is a perception when you walk through the door. Like I had to prove myself from the very start. I had to outwork everybody because there's a perception. We can't sit here and put a blindfold on and pretend that that doesn't happen. A lot of us, when we're black, we have to, we can't have the same temperament. And I've worked with a lot of guys who had hostile tempers (laughs) and we can't have the same temperament as them because it's expected of us. And it's a lot different for us. We can't walk around with a chip on our shoulder. We kind of have to roll with the punches. And being black in the industry is definitely different. There's been some some racist things that I've experienced where even certain clients don't want a black server or a black, uh, a black bus. I remember a specific situation where that happened. And um, one of the girls <laughs> was... She's cool. She's one of the homies. But one of the girls was black and the guy said that he didn't want a black server. And it was very awkward. And she was damned than other black girls. Like, yeah, and, and she was different. And so he was okay with it. And it was like, it made me uncomfortable. I was like, damn, like, what? Like, you, <laughs> that's how you feel? And so it's one of those things. We get held to a higher standard. And so you got to kind of roll with the punches. You got to come into the industry understanding that there are certain things that you're going to have to to have to restrain from. And there are certain things that are expected of you. So, so you kind of have to deal with that. But, you know, if you come in and you have the right mindset, like you can make some money, you can meet a lot of cool people, and you can make some friends that'll last a lifetime. Like I'm still, I'm going to have some friendships for a lifetime that I've gotten from the industry, which is, Mm -hmm. is amazing. I feel that. Um, 
What about for guests coming in? You say, oh, guests. <laughs> Listen, guests, <laughs> please. Don't ask anybody for girls, okay? If uh, Well, it depends. Don't don't come in and think, oh, we're just going to go pull girls for you. Ask your security first. Um, security is, is, that's the way that they earn their tips. Make sure you tip your security who brings you women. But when you ask us for girls, it's really weird when you ask us to bring you girls and then when we bring you girls, you don't even really interact with them. It's like if you're too scared to go interact with girls to ask them to come drink your alcohol for free, it, like once we bring them to you, what what's going to really happen? Like, come on, man. Like if you can't go pull girls yourself, I doubt you're going to actually talk to them once we bring them to you. Um, another thing, uh, be respectful. Tip. Tip your server and your buster. You can say all the nicest things in the world, but if, but at the end of the day, we're, we are forced to be there with you and be on your beck and call. The best way you can show us respect is by tipping, especially when you just spent $5,000 on a bottle of alcohol. The least you could do is tip your buster, tip your server, show your appreciation that way. Um, don't dump my damn ice bucket. <laughs> do not <laughs> come in <laughs> the thing is every mess every little mess that you make is like another 10 minutes off of our time of service with you because we have to run in the side station we have to replace whatever this is we have to keep up with whatever was going on at your table in the first place so every little mess that you make ten five to ten minutes off of the time that we have planned in our mind, because we're always calculating, you know, the next thing, especially if you're a good buster, you're calculating the next thing that you have to do in your mind. So when you're dumping carass, when you're dumping your ice buckets, when you think it's funny to dump the bucket of ice on your friend's head, it is aggravating to us, extremely aggravating. So unless you're going to be tipping the thousand dollars that day, just don't do it. Please, please don't do it. Refrain from that. Even if you are going to tip a thousand dollars, just please refrain from that. Um, don't be a creep. Don't be a pervert. Don't be a weirdo. I understand we all like girls, and yeah, flirt, do whatever you want, bring as many girls to your command as you want to. But understand that no means no. Like once once there's a no, please don't keep persisting. Like it's, it's one of those things where it's really weird for me to be in the middle of those situations because I understand it's a double-edged sword. There are girls who are coming to your cabana simply to drink all your alcohol, simply to use you for your money. So that comes with a sense of entitlement. And sometimes I feel bad for these guys because sometimes it's very nice guys. Girls come and take advantage of you, whatever. It's a double-edged sword. So it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, don't be a creep, but also girls, understand that when you're drinking up this man's alcohol there's a reason that you're there and not a bunch of dudes like <laughs> if he was just the coolest guy ever and just wanted a bunch of dudes he didn't care who was drinking up his alcohol then that would be a little different but understand that dudes are coming in there to try to get girls like they are trying to get girls they want to sleep with you they want to hang with you whatever it may be so understand what you're getting yourself into when you go to this guy's table um, as far as conduct, please try.
try to refrain from throwing up. <laughs> try like we don't want to clean that up. Uh, any mess that you make is somebody else's responsibility. So try to be as respectful as possible. Um, other than that, have fun. You know, be a positive person. Talk to your the people that are working in your section. Talk to them like they're human. Talk to them with respect. You know, don't come in and be like, I have all the money, so I make all the rules. Because guess what? <laughs> At the end of the day, I treat it just like I would treat a restaurant. Um, this person is preparing your food. <laughs> this person is grabbing your alcohol. You don't want to see what happens to your shit. Or you don't even want to think about what happens to your stuff when they go to side station and they don't give a damn that your line just dropped on the ground and they pick it up and put it back on your pedophile. Like you should treat people with respect and dignity because you never know, especially in the service industry, what can happen to yourself when it's not around. I've never personally done anything to anybody's stuff, but I'm just saying you, you should always treat people with respect because they are serving things that are going into your body. Um, what else? Don't don't have sex in these clubs and these. <laughs> like you, usually, you have a hotel room. Like that is disgusting. You will get thrown out. I mean, if you want to have a epic time, just do it when you leave. Like don't don't have sex at the damn club. Like it's not no. And Vegas, yes, I understand people have a perception of Vegas, but there are rules. You can go to jail for certain stuff. Don't like don't do drugs in the club. Don't have sex in the club. Those are things that you can go to jail for. I understand that it's Vegas and everybody thinks there's no rules, but there are actual rules. Wait till you get up to your room and then you have your fun. But yeah, man, that's mm. uh there there's there's uh I'm sure there's, there's a couple there. others. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple others I miss, but those are the main ones. Try not to break the law. Try to be respectful to your servant, Buster. Tip. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you spend a ton of money. And no. Oh, yeah. No, your server doesn't want to sleep with you. Okay? It's not. <laughs> it's, it might happen once in a blue moon, but it's not. It, for the most part, it's not going to happen. Okay? You're going to invite her to a bunch of stuff. You're going to buy her a Chanel bracelet. Yes, I have seen those ladies with the Chanel bracelets walking around who I work with who have finesse dudes for 3000 just to go to dinner. Like, they're not going to sleep with you, okay? So understand what you're getting yourself into. You are paying for their company. That is what you're paying for. And we know who you are. We won't say your names publicly, but we know who you are. Like, don't don't expect sex at the end of the day. If you are one of the lucky guys that get the chance to, then go ahead, whatever. But don't expect your server to actually be in love with you. We are selling you a dream <laughs> and illusion at times. So do not go into it with the mindset that I'm going to smash my server. I'm going to smash every girl in, this, in, in the club. Go in with the mindset of having a good time of enjoying yourself and maybe those things might come along the way but never set your expectations that high just have a good time drink with your friends have uh, meet girls do whatever it is that you do but don't come in with ulterior motives or expectations because you will be very disappointed my man but that's all i got i think that's it
That's a lot. You're driving knowledge. You know, I'm trying to help them out out here. You know what I'm saying? I'm giving away these gems for free. Me too. <laughs> Dead ass. Man. Hey, man. Well, it's been a minute. Like an hour and a half, almost two hours of talking to us. Oh, I know. You don't have to cut. You don't have to chop this one up a lot. No, I've been kind of enjoying letting people get the get the long form. You know, they want to know. Yeah. True. True. <laughs> I I think this is a great platform. This is actually a, a, a great idea. This is, this is a very dope idea. Thanks, man. It's it's just it's still in its infancy, but I definitely yeah. um I definitely feel the energy going forward. I'm down. I'm yeah, down yeah, to come back on the show. Maybe do me and and another guest. You know what I'm saying? Have a little a, a triple or something like that. I don't know. You let yeah, me know. Yeah, let's do that. I like that. Yeah, that. That would be fun. A cocktail server, a busser, a security guard, you know, you never know. Yeah, I got to get a security guard on here because I feel like they get slept on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Security is slept on for sure. They they get ignored like, a lot. They make tips too. Yeah, facts. Facts is mad. Yeah, you should have hustle. Yeah, de- you should definitely have X on the show. He's seen it all. Yeah, exactly. X, X and – uh. Melvin, they both got a lot of game. Yeah, man. man. A whole lot of game. <laughs> I'm going to do that. All right, man. Well, um, Let me know when you uh, post it because I'll post it on social media, you know, get you some. I want people to hear this. Yeah, yeah, man. I appreciate the support. And then, um, of yeah, course, we'll do something like this again. All right, for sure, man. All right, much love, man. Appreciate it. I love, brother. You have a good one. You too. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening, guys and gals. I appreciate it. You know, if you have any questions that you would like to hear on the podcast, by all means, please send them to me. Let's link. Finally getting the world back up and open. So, I mean, and I don't even mean finally. Like, I don't even really know what's going on at all. But I do know that this isn't going to (laughs) stop. So, let's get into it. Let's get after it. I hope everybody's doing all right. Until next time, peace.